0: Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loiselle. And with me today is my co-host and my shaky ceiling fan. Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that
1: noise? <laughs> uh, what is my name? What? What is in the name? Uh, sorry, I had to fix my mic. And my volumes. There you go. <laughs> I
0: know. And I think you had my gains up really high for a second. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Anyway, uh, Mark Salcido, uh managing editor and writer at ScreenGeek. Dot. Uh, <laughs> I got, I should I should like think out these sound effects <laughs> that I make every time I well you know I do that
0: because you can't think outside the box. I can think outside the box. No, because your head. Mm. We have your head in the box.
1: I have my head in the box it is in a box
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is pretty square
0: not square than my youngest daughter's head
1: which one? Oh, your youngest mm-hmm. i was gonna say like which one yeah, which one your which youngest.
0: one of your youngest <laughs> <laughs> um so is my mic going? my mic is moving
1: you have it off your kind of off balance that's why okay there you go all right
0: you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal, two E's in real. And you can email us at TheRealAppeal at gmail.com. If you could please review us on iTunes so we can get noticed. And our segments for this week are the news, the, our recent review of Sensor, our variety time Berserk Tribute Review Part 4, and Geriatric Cinematic of Videodrome. And, Mark, what's the topic?
1: Uh, the topic is, video killed everybody.
0: Video killed everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the end. <laughs> See, you know what? Last week, you 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 gave me a side eye. Um, when I came up with that topic, you were just like, whatever.
0: Yeah, it was the delivery that made me chuckle. I still uh, would give you the side eye uh, for uh, that one because uh, 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 <laughs> uh, you're like, I'm deleting the old topic <laughs> from last week. I
1: know. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so, I think we should start with the news.
1: Uh, yes, I'll kick it up. Um, so the big question everyone's asking is, uh, is there more Marvel superhero prequels coming out from Marvel? hmm uh, You know, well, since, uh, Black Widow is coming out july 9th kevin feige does weigh in on the idea of any more prequels coming out uh, with any more mcu characters um, let me see where did he said this to i can't remember where i found this article oh i was doing a press conference there we go. i was doing a press conference for black widow uh, kevin feige had said certainly this film and the story is is a particular case for natasha uh, but the notion f- the notion of exploring the past, present, and future of the MCU is certainly in the cards for all of our characters. This particular story of this particular cast is very personal very specific to Natasha. Um, so, I, I think, I don't know if anybody's been really wondering about this. I, I never thought about this, like, where does Black Widow takes takes place? Um, it's supposed to take place uh, after, it's supposed to take place between Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. Um, so my guess, because that's kind of that's actually kind of a huge that's gap. A big gap yeah. yeah. So my guess is like they're gonna jump like a few years within the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see a prequel, another prequel, with uh, any of these characters.
0: You wouldn't be interested in like Hawkeye.
1: Nah, he's not that much interesting of a character to like really make a movie out of. Like I've been reading this Hawkeye comic book. I forgot who was the writer, but it's like it's it involves like Hawkeye like losing his hearing, and him tra- training like Kate Bishop to be the new Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually pretty interesting. But like, that's not a prequel story. That's like well into like him in the in the Marvel universe and everything like that. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I so, said no because we got our origin stories. We got our Iron Man, maybe a Black Panther. One, a prequel, yeah, maybe. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I would be down to watch that. Um no, nobody else I can think of that I would really care to see. It's just not coming to me. At
0: the I'd moment. really like to see like Killmonger.
1: Mm, you know what? That did pop in my head too. I was like, yeah, but yes, I I agree with you with that. Yeah, Killmonger would be interesting. Like how he got his training and like became like. This badass character, He's yeah, a like- badass villain that people liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? A Thanos one. I wouldn't mind seeing a Thanos prequel.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with what- like Gamora, like working with him side by side, or even before her.
1: Before that, like, would like him, like he, you know, he kind of just went over what he wanted, to, why he came to this conclusion. Like, hey, like we got to cut off fifty percent of life and blah blah blah. My society was like you know our resources were running low and stuff like that but i i want to see that in motion like i want to see if Thanos was always i mean of course i can see it in a comic book but like in movie form i wouldn't mind seeing like a prequel to Thanos.
0: yeah
1: Mm. or or maybe the ancient one from dr strange
0: oh that would be really cool
1: yeah but not not get uh I forgot the actress name. Don't get her. Don't, yeah, get, don't her. get her. Yeah, Marvel's <laughs> like, yeah, we kind of fucked up on that one. We, we shouldn't have whitewashed that character.
0: <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say, too.
1: That's okay. Okay. You want to go to the next?
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry. John Wick 4 casts Hiroyuki Sonata alongside Keanu Reeves. Yes. So Chad, uh, Chad Stileski. Stel Let's say Stelsky.
1: Let's say Stelsky.
0: Stolsky. Chad mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Say it like that. So <laughs> well, he's coming back to direct um, the sequel and it adds Donnie Yen, who's from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Uh Shamir Anderson, who's from Stowaway, and uh, Japanese British pop star Rina Sawayama. Mm-hmm. Um it'll also have Bill Skarsgard. Mm-hmm. Oh no, wait, no, he's in talks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in... Do- you know what? I heard a rumor. It's just a rumor, so there's no clout to it, that supposedly they're in talks to get Wesley Snipes to be in John Wave 4. Really? <laughs> so down. So down. Anyway, anyway, continue.
0: You said I heard a rumor, and I was like, Umbrella Academy?
1: I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are sources that are saying that Sonata will be playing a key character known as Watanabe, though... Um, Watanabe. Watanabe. Yeah. Um, though there obviously there's not enough information about the plot or anything even close to that. So um Lionsgate has been keeping it pretty close to the to the vest there. Um, even with character character descriptions. So mm-hmm. um the only thing we really do know is that Yen will be playing an old friend of John Wicks and two of them share many of the same enemies. Mm. Um Stolsky. <laughs> Let's his. just
1: go with Stolsky. Fuck it. Let's roll with it. <laughs> it's, it's recorded. Stolsky. He he has to say his name like that in interviews now. Chad Stolsky is probably it's probably completely different. But I don't
0: even say Stolsky. I'm like Stolsky.
1: I know Stolsky. <laughs> yeah, his license plate has a question mark. <laughs> next to his last name (laughs) stalski
0: um so he said in a statement having long admired hiroyuki as both actor and action performer i'm thrilled and honored to welcome him to the john wick family
1: i love this idea i'm i'm also worried about this because hiroyuki uh, hiroyuki sonata like he's shown up in other movies but for some reason he's in the movie for like 10 minutes or some shit like that and like that's it he's gone
0: was He He was the one that was in the beginning of... Uh, Army
1: of the Dead. Army
0: of the
1: Dead? Yeah, he was, in, he, was he was the billionaire that hired the, oh, the yeah, team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: no, I was thinking of um, Mortal Kombat.
1: <laughs> Mortal Kombat. He's in, like, the <laughs> first 15 minutes and then gone. And he's in it for the rest of the movie to, like, near the end. Yeah. You know? Um, even in, like, Westworld... He, like, was in, like, a few episodes and then gone. And then he was in, like, one episode, like, the latest season. Maybe
0: he makes all that money now. So
1: I know. But, like, this dude is a great actor. This dude is a phenomenal actor. Mm. Not even just, like, his American stuff, but, like, his, his like, uh, his... I, w- I don't want to say his Korean or Japanese. I might be wrong on either one of those. Um, but even, like, his foreign stuff is, like, fucking phenomenal. He did this movie with Michelle Yeoh. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was so fucking good and he was like i think it was like 80 80, 81 or something like that he was so fucking young apparently that dude's been acting since like the 60s
0: jesus he doesn't even look old enough to be acting that long
1: yeah i think he like I, i read up on him i think he started acting when he was like nine or some shit like that wow yeah awesome Oh, very awesome.
0: I think you should take the next
1: one. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh Blackula is getting a reboot from MGM e, MGM uh uh Braun. Also Braun and Hidden Empire Film Group. All right, so MGM, Braun, and Hidden Hidden Empire Film Group. Uh groups Dion and Roxanne Avid taylor they're teaming up for essentially like a reboot of the black Blaxploit- black exploitation horror classic um we we did an episode on black uh, no black, black cinema excuse me on blackula
0: you know what's so funny though
1: Huh? <laughs>
0: because we picked it uh. and, we're, and we're like we're never gonna get to pair this up with anything <laughs> like it's too out there we will never be able to pair Blackula with yeah. anything and oh then,
1: yeah we you know, here oh, comes Blackula oh, you know what we could do because okay, there's a
0: Blackula too right
1: yeah okay so the story goes that the new film is going to be a modern reimagining of the 1972 film directed by William Crane uh, starring William Marshall as Blackula but the reboot is going to pick off where the original saga left off in 1973 sequel Scream Blackula Scream so when this when this comes out, we're doing screen Blackula screen, oh, okay, straight up. <laughs> um, so uh, there is a there has been a description of uh, a tease description of this reboot. Okay, it, you know they call it like an updated classic story. Okay, so how it the description goes is that Blackula is an ancient African prince who is cursed by Dracula after he fails to agree to end the slave trade. I remember that being a plot in in the Blackula movie (laughs) um, because Dracula's a racist. Uh, Blackula is entombed and awakens 200 years later uh, ready to avenge the death of his ancestors ancestors and of those responsible for robbing his people of their work, culture, and heritage as they appropriate it for profit. Um, I read somewhere that it's supposed to be... I can't remember. It's supposed to be set somewhere, but it's supposed to be set like maybe during like a pandemic.
0: No, it said um, that it's gonna be post. Uh, it will be set in a metropolitan city post coronavirus pandemic.
1: Yeah, po- yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay, so so it'll be
0: after. The yeah, pandemic. the after effects.
1: Yeah. So totally for this, uh, Dion Taylor will direct the project. Uh, the script will be co-written uh, with uh, Micah Renham uh roxanne event taylor is uh producing on behalf of hidden film uh film group um, hidden
0: empire yeah film thank group.
1: you hidden empire film group okay i'm interested in seeing this <laughs> me too really interested in <laughs> seeing this um you know what let me look at the Dion taylor i want to see what work they have done
0: um but so Dion taylor um said in a statement announcing the new project, mm-hmm. Blackula is arguably one of the most prestigious black franchises and so important to the culture as it birthed a groundswell of exploitation horror films, which changed the game for how our people were seen in, on the big screen. So, I, I didn't know that's kind of like where it started. What, Blackula? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, that dude, uh, what's his name, William Marshall? That dude is like... He was, like, a legit British thespian actor. And this was, like, this was, like, a common thing during the 70s, during the black exploitation era, where, you know, these black people were getting, like, these film roles, but, like, they had the word cheek because it was so, like, underground and shit like that, and, mm-hmm. like, indie, that, um, that they would hire, like, thespian actors who were trying to make their name in America, And, of course, like, you know, white Hollywood's like, we don't want, we want black people to play, like, slaves or servants or, like, drug dealers or gang members And these black exploitation films. You know, granted, some of them, like, were, like, pimps and stuff like that, but they were, like, the heroes of the movie. Mm -hmm. So, some of these, like, British actors and actresses, they came over here and they were like, well, I mean, I get to be the lead in the movie, so this might, like, start something for me. Right. Um, All right. I was excited. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) So, Dion Taylor, he's directed, like, these, like, really bad, kind of, like, I mean, they're, like, predominantly black films, but they're, like, the kind of, like, bad thriller black films. Like, he did this movie called The Intruder. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I saw the trailer. It looked really fucking bad. He also did this movie called, like, Fatal. Um, Intruder?
0: Which, that's not the one with Dennis Quaid, is yep. it? Yep. I didn't watch that.
1: I kinda wanna watch it because I heard the ending is like batshit crazy. Really? Yeah.
0: Um we should watch it this week. No. Nah. <laughs> I right, like I say
1: that now and I'm just gonna like forget about it. Mm. Uh but however, like I said, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this this reboot. I wanna see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So what what else we got?
0: Um Steven Spielberg and Netflix are going to work with Amblin Pact for multiple films a year. So, um, they're going to work on select projects and add to Netflix's, um, like, sort of relationship, like, growing relationship with Hollywood Studios. Um, so Amblin's chairman, I didn't know Steven Spielberg was the chairman of Amblin, Mm. um, He said in a statement shared with media, At Amblin, storytelling will forever be at the center of everything we do, and from the minute, Ted Sarandos and I started discussing a partnership. It was abundantly clear that we had an amazing opportunity to tell new stories together and reach audiences in new ways. This avenue for our films, alongside the stories we continue to tell with our longtime family at Universal and our other partners, will be incredibly fulfilling for me personally since we get to embark on it together with Ted and I can't wait to get started with him, Scott and the entire Netflix team.
1: So this this news dropped like today, the day of this recording, which is on it's Monday the 21st of June. I I chuckled quite hard after seeing the story because Three to four years ago, Steven Spielberg had said, "Should Netflix, should anything on Netflix, be nominated for an Oscar?" <laughs> and Netflix was like, "Hey, we got this dump trunk full of money. Do you want it?" And Spielberg was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm honestly not gonna call. Walk around, and call Spielberg a hypocrite. He probably. If,
0: he probably was like, "Yeah, that's trash." And then he was like, "Okay, now I see." what the appeal is
1: yeah he cause like his buddies like like marty uh martin scorsese you know like showed up and was like hey uh netflix is giving me all this money to make whatever the fuck i want <laughs> and so I mean, granted spielberg still has spielberg still has a, he has a lot of clout in hollywood you know people call him like one of the greatest directors of all time and it makes sense that spielberg would essentially make anything he wants but he still has to go through the channels to get the money to to get every to get the stuff produced, right? You know, he's not gonna he can't he can't just make whatever he wants. Like, uh, for example, um, West Side Story. That's the the remake is coming out next year. This has been like a dream project for him. West Side Story came out in the '70s. You would figure like Spielberg would have already like done that movie if it was like a dream project. But he's finally getting the chance to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, plus, like you know, distributor. He's he, no matter no matter what your status is in Hollywood, you still gotta be like.
0: You still got to play the game. Yeah.
1: Can I make... The, you still got to play politics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And Netflix was like, hey, your production, you want more money? Just, just come on over. Just come on over. <laughs> just bring that shit. Um, what was it that supposedly... like, Not supposedly. They had already been working with Amblin. Uh, Netflix had already been working with Amblin for a little while, right? Yeah,
0: because they did the trial of the Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Amblin also recent films that have come out that have gotten some attention was green book 1917 mm-hmm. um and they uh they won oscars and grossed more than 385 million dollars at the worldwide box office
1: yeah because we all know green book deserved that oscar
0: yeah i don't even know why this was mentioned in this <laughs> article. i know just for that trash, it should, it trash been, article,
1: I know. I should have said, "Ugh, green book."
0: <laughs> should have been, "Ugh, book."
1: Yeah, "Ugh, book." <laughs>
0: Nineteen seventeen.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, from what I read, I think it was like a article from Collider. They say that Amazon's going to essentially be making two movies for Netflix a year. Okay. <laughs> I I, 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 thought you're gonna, kinda, I thought you're going to say something like dramatic like. What? I w-
0: no, I was all right with Sh- Trial of the Chicago 7. I wasn't like totally impressed by it. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of like it's not like plan B or focus feature uh, focus features. Yeah, or like A24 or something Yeah, like that. it's not like that. So I'm just kind of like, all right, we'll see where that goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it, like I say if it's if it's uh if, you know, Spielberg is jumping on board now, um you know, other other directors might be like, all right, let me, you know, Christopher Nolan, I doubt he ever will. Christopher Nolan might be like, all right, let me put, like, Legendary here or some shit and like that. And he'll
0: totally just tank <laughs> <Probably>. Netflix single-handedly.
1: Because
0: <sighs> they're tired of his shit.
1: <laughs> a lot of people are turning on Christopher Nolan, too. Hmm. Like, because of his latest work. I mean, I'm one of them. I, I was, like, a Nolan apologist until, like, what that movie, though? Tenet. There you Tenet, go. Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. I really need to re-watch that.
0: But you're not going to for a long time. No, I don't,
1: I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm watching Star Wars right now. I'm <laughs> kind of stuck on that. <laughs> it's a marathon of Rebels. Um, all right. Is that it? Yep. All right. What do we got
0: next? Next, we are going to do our recent review of Censor. This depiction is dangerous.
2: Come on, ain't it? I'm cutting it. Butcher, sadism, murder of depraved and corrupt horror video... ...confusing fiction with reality. Doug Smart, producer Ident Investment Films. Maybe you could watch my latest Frederick North submission. Wanted a woman's eye on this film. There's this is actress. I've got this feeling that's Nina. My sister. You know, if someone did take her, then they're still out there. You've never been clear on exactly what you remember. You'd be surprised what the human brain can edit out when it can't handle the truth. Someone's losing the plot. I was wondering if you had anything else. Than this actress. To her. That's
1: top secret. People think that I create horror. Horror is already out there in all of us.
0: The synopsis is after viewing a strangely familiar video nasty, Enid, a film censor, sets out to solve the past mystery of her sister's disappearance, embarking on a quest that dissolves the line between fiction and reality. Directed by a pronoun Belly Bond. Also written by that person in Anthony Fletcher. It stars uh, Niamh Algar, Michael Smiley, and Nicholas Burns.
1: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so, so
0: I want to say that this was... Pro- I want to start off by saying this mm-hmm. was produced by BFI mm-hmm. as one of the companies. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and I saw something and wrote my last review on something they did. Recently,
1: what was the name of that movie?
0: Uh, The Under Gods. Okay. Um, so I'm starting to see a pattern mm-hmm. of really great ideas and done in the most lackluster way possible.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Um, so BFI,
1: mm.
0: I'm already now gonna start like, okay, here we go. <laughs>
1: They're on my shit list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are. Um, I know that you had a different opinion of the film.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My. Well, do, do you want to finish the defense what you're going to say, or do you want me to just jump in?
0: Well, I said it was lackluster already, so. Okay. <laughs> um, I like, you know, I'll get into that a little bit, but I want to hear oh. what you have to say.
1: Okay, so, I remember at, at the time when we watched this movie,
0: it would like it, I'm
1: with Kelsey. Like the the concept is good. You know, it's surprisingly the concept works well with our geriatric cinematic, right? Mm -hmm. I would say it's more like an updated version of that concept where, you know, there's this video, there's a familiar face, this person tries to find that person, all that kind of stuff, right? So, and it kind of like does this whole like blend of reality kind of stuff, right? And I think that's how the trailer really sold it. Like, oh, it's a blend of reality. She can't tell, you know, if she's in the video or not and all that kind of stuff, which Mm -hmm. I think that's what really caught our, our attention. Um. It, this movie does it does move pretty fucking slow mm-hmm. like and i know this is trying to invoke like the 80s type horror the slow burn horror and this movie does it in a very it's in a super slow matter um however when stuff starts like really picking up that's when um it got better and as i thought about it, like a couple days later i realized it wasn't as bad as i thought it could have been I think it could have been like really like shit like this this movie had plenty of uh, plenty of times where it could have just been like a garbage ass film mm-hmm. so I think it barely like got past that um, it seems like they they do a couple like leaps in logic of like the 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 what's it called the like the disintegration of this woman's like psyche like of her mind mm-hmm. it kind of like jumps pretty like the, at the time where it's like moving slow it could have spent that time really like Delve into like why this person is like losing her mind.
0: It feels a lot like she's losing her mind, mm-hmm. and you don't get to hear or see the dialogue in her mind. Yeah,
1: like a visual, like a proper visual aid or for it or anything. Yeah, like that. she's
0: just there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I,
0: you're like, okay, like explain something. <laughs> yeah, I
1: can, I can see that. Like, there's like, they, like there's this whole mystery of like, of uh, how do you say her name? Eden, Eden, Enid. Yeah. How. Enid had a sister and her whereabouts are unknown and stuff like that. I was really curious about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't need to like paint out exactly to like know what happened to the sister, but like that's, I think that's the part where it was really getting interesting. Like, oh shit, like, like what happened? Like all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And they were, they, they seemed like they were kind of like leaning into it, but there was really no like resolve to it. And I'm not looking for like a 100% resolve, but more of an idea of what happened to the sister than what we got an hour prior. Like mm-hmm. it might as well have been like, all right, well, we just exactly never ever fucking know what's gonna happen or anything like that, and mm-hmm. not a not a good, not a good way, in a very like, huh? That's it. <laughs> that, that kind of way. If if, if I'm explaining it uh, well enough. Um, what what you were saying about like how um, they don't explain enough like her descent or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think that would have worked well if they got a better actress to better, like, emote that shit. I,
0: I agree with you there, and I also think that her interactions with other people, mm-hmm. so partially how it was written, yeah, could have yeah. been better, too, because yeah, 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 most of the time she's kind of angsty. Yeah, and she's kind of just, like, wandering around. Yeah, so she's, like, angsty, and she's meandering, and you're like... Okay, so why are you doing this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why are you pushing this person away? Like, like I don't understand. I don't know you. I need yeah. to know you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's a, there's, this is not a spoiler or anything, but there's like an interaction between, uh, how you say, it? I, I, Enid. Enid. Yeah, I want to get Enid and like her, her parents. Mm-hmm. And like, I enjoyed that interaction because we're getting more right. of like. Why is this person like this person? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing we didn't. She she didn't. The character didn't have anybody to like to essentially bounce off of. Mm-hmm. She had she had a coworker um, that she could have like bounced off of. That I think would have been perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But and I think it was a Nicholas Burns character. Um, but like there was like n- nothing for her to go off on. That's the thing that was that was like that. That's the thing that was really bothering me.
0: No, and then so. Here's the thing. Mm. And I, I know I'm going to bring up this comparison. I don't remember her name. Mm. Um, she reminds me of that actress from Westworld that played Dolores.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me find... Okay. Uh, she, like,
0: really looks like her, and she has a resting bitch face just like her. Mm. But the thing is, with the other actress, her face emotes better. Mm. And that show is, like, perfect for her. Yeah, you're
1: talking about uh, Evan, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: But this girl... Um, nam algar or whatever her name is Mm. you just get resting bitch face almost all the time
1: yeah yeah
0: and so it's like okay i can't read you so if i can't read you then i need you to interact with other people more so i can know something about you
1: yeah i fully agree with that like um there is like there was one part where and it was that scene when they're in that private theater mm-hmm. where, like, you actually get, like, reactions out of her. Yeah. I, that was just like, all right, cool. Like, we're seeing it. Well, mm-hmm. we're seeing, like, the, not the tipping point, but we're seeing, like, all right, the beginning of it. All right, let's get more of it. Let's get more so of it. I
0: have a question for you then mm-hmm. um, because of that. So, she's capable of it then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, she is capable. Okay. Yeah, I believe she was.
0: So, then, do you think that maybe it's not the actress and maybe it's because it's a British like drier type, you know what I mean. Like, mm. I feel like maybe it's just British.
1: I don't think so. I don't think it's because it's. I don't think because it's British. I actually kind of think if obviously it falls on the on the writing,
0: the writing and maybe the director too.
1: Yeah. Um, this. Let me see. How do you, her name is uh, Prano Bailey Bond. Uh, this is her. This is her. This is actually her first film. This is her first film. Um, For her
0: first film, I think it probably didn't take very many risks, and I think that was on purpose.
1: Yeah, and I and I think this is what I think it is. I think with the visuals, I think where where the the writing kind of suffers, I think the visuals kind of help. Like when the with like the shit starts like popping off, Mm -hmm. I think that works really well. Yeah. I think that, vi- that and that's the thing. I think that I think that's the thing that a lot of people because I've I've seen reviews on this movie or have, you know seeing like the tags like brilliant, great debut, and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's just more on the visual aid. Like, um, this movie kind of does this thing. This we're we're noticing a trend of this where if they are, they're having like that seventies like aesthetic but might not be 70s aesthetic. I mean, it's I'm sorry, it's 70s aesthetic, but it might not be of the 70s. It just kind of just feels like an alternate universe kind of because thing. Because the
0: colors are muted.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of doing that. Because I re- I remember when, while we were watching this... Just
0: like in St. Maude.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what the used. We saw a comparison with this in St. Maude. And I would say it was some, somewhat of a comparison to that Under God's movie
0: mm-hmm. that
1: we watched. It was like, oh, it's kind of like the same style, like the way how things look, you know, except... Not like, of a questionable future or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so like with that, I say like visually, I think it, I think it really works well. Like I said, when stuff starts really popping off, it starts working really well. With, like because our, then
0: it starts to feel more like a, fl- a slasher.
1: Yeah, like, which uh,
0: is like totally our wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, or like a psych or a, uh, what's it called a um, psychological called? thriller. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it's like, all right, cool, we're we're going for it. We're doing it. We're doing it. You know. Yeah. But that takes like I think the movie was like an hour and twenty three minutes,
0: and it felt like it was way longer. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's so funny. I have to do a little side yeah. side note. Okay, because of Zack Snyder's fucking
1: oh Justice League,
0: Justice League, and then also his Army of the Dead. Uh-huh. Mark has actually taken to seeing how long a movie is before we start. Okay, cool. Hour and twenty an Hour and twenty three minutes. Uh-huh. All right, cool. It's going to be a nice, tight nice and hour tight. and 23 yeah. minutes.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying that like all movies have to be an hour twenty minutes. Like, get in, get done. But I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying...
0: <laughs> that you have PTSD about how long films are. Seriously, <laughs>
1: especially after we... Last week's episode, when we, uh, when we did In the Heights, was, was like two hours and almost 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm to the point where I'm just like, yo, I don't need that much time. If your story is not that engaging, don't make it that fucking long. That's
0: why people honestly go towards... Um, like binge watching episodes of things now.
1: Oh, because they're taking like small bites of it and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and they can stop when they want to.
1: Yeah. Okay. And like, um, let me find that movie. What was the movie that we did uh, with Monster? um, With Monster. uh, Monster uh, uh, Rashomon. Okay, so let's look at Rashomon. Right, Rashomon. mm, Excuse me, I gotta spell his name correctly.
0: Rashomon.
1: Okay, so let's look at Rashomon, right? The Kira Kurosawa film. That is, oh shit! All right, I won't talk. It's it's an hour and twenty
0: eight minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find like a, a movie that's long but like still a tight story or something like that. Okay, right.
0: so let's say like there are examples out there. Yeah, they're
1: playing of, off the top of my head. Let's Schindler's List. Schindler's List is a long movie. What
0: about Mother? I think Mother was kind of long.
1: Which Mother? The, uh... The only
0: one that we've seen.
1: No, we've seen two Mothers. We've seen the the Korean film, and you're talking... Oh, you're talking about the Aronofsky film? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's say Mother. Mother's way psychologically fucking crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, you're engaged. You're engaged. You're engaged,
0: engaged and you're waiting for something to happen because it does have its slower moments Mm -hmm. where you have to really, like... Be immersed in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, like, with with, uh, with Sensor, like, you can have a movie that's an hour and 23 minutes and spend that hour building up to, like, that intense 23 minutes, half hour, 40 minutes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's not a whole lot of buildup. Like, or the buildup is so slow and so, like, minuscule that, like, when the first kill happens, you're like, okay, so what now? Like, is it still <laughs> going? Okay, so now we're not doing it. Like, it's just, it just kind of like... You know, it, visually, like I said, visually great. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the visual style. Pacing is like slow as fuck. Writing could have gone through maybe another couple of drafts. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, what's her name, the actress, Niam Niamh Alger. Algar. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, she, I think she just she, she just. You could, you could have someone numb. But you can have them emote when it comes to it, when there's a moment to it. Because
0: numb people aren't constantly numb. Yeah. Like I get numb a lot. Yeah. But that means I also have to have a release. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like so, like as a real person, I'm either sometimes I'm numb or I'm in pain. Yeah. And usually, if the numbness wears off, then it's more the pain feels more. Yeah.
1: The the emoting starts coming around and stuff like that. And that and that's the thing. Like the times where the character could have like pushed hard or could have or could have seen her demeanor, her like hard, cause she, oh, cause there you go. Now, now I'm remembering it. Cause at the beginning, she has like this hard demeanor of like, we gotta censor this, censor this, not good, not good, too violent, too bloody, blah, 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 right?
0: She almost comes off as like a very nerdy, like badass.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? Okay, so it would have been, this movie could have like done a lot better if it would have better display that being, her, her, what's it called? Her armor being chipped away or whatever the, term or however you want to say it but like that 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 demeanor being chipped away bit by bit until she like fucking loses it then -hmm. i've been like all right cool that's totally warranted but it goes from like here to like kind of yeah and then like all right now we're crazy and it's like
0: what (laughs) (laughs) um her interactions with her parents could have been Mm. a lot better too how
1: many I, i know she had like two She had two
0: I think it was just two no three because of the last part okay all right more like two
1: two yeah see that's the thing she could have had that's the thing it's 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 enough not enough interaction with other people for the character to see the character like develop
0: yeah it's like you get tension with this person and tension with that person and tension Mm -hmm. like with her parents but you don't really understand exactly what and i know that there's a mystery that they don't want to give away yeah that just means you have to write it better
1: yeah 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 i fully agree with that um, okay, so you want to hop into the, to the spoiler section? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so yeah, we're going to get into the spoiler section. Uh, we're going to talk about Sensor and Great Links and all that jazz. Um, if you haven't seen Sensor, you know, we're going to give you a spoiler bumper. If you have seen Sensor, we're still going to give you a spoiler bumper so you know we're in the spoiler section. You know, because mm-hmm. that's how we roll. That's where the fun is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's a spoiler bumper right about now. Yes, so i' I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you lead this lead this one,
0: okay. I had a problem for the most part with how angsty she was the mm-hmm. the lead character, yeah, um Enid was trying to be in control um she she seemed like she was in control, and then you start to understand that there's some things that were wrong with her childhood. Mm-hmm. And you find out her sister was missing, that maybe she had a hand in it. Yeah, yeah. But they don't really tell you what happened because she had amnesia.
1: Or like selective memory or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: um, I get that whole like mystery aspect of it. Mm. But I don't like it because it didn't amount to anything. Like if you're yeah. going to have a mystery like that, mm. have it amount to something. We didn't even find out if she killed her sister.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was, like, that's the thing. Like, there were, like, they hinted that that might have happened, but, like...
0: But they also play with the idea that she was just abducted and she left her there.
1: Yeah, yeah, or... And that's the thing, it's, like, those two possibilities... That's the thing, it's, like, these two possibilities where they could have taken a multiple possibility. She could have, like, fell into a fucking hole, or she could have been attacked by a bear. Or, you know, just just throwing stuff out there, right? Mm -hmm. So... It, and and I think with that it would have like really allowed the selective memory of like her reality breaking of not knowing which is real and stuff like that. But we get like two, two possibilities: she had a hand in her her sister being killed, or or the the main character killing her sister, or someone being ducked, and like that's it. But there's like no like nothing leaning to or either, and it's just kind of like, like what like in the middle, like so what happened? Because it lead, lead, and I'm not saying it should have said either for sure like 100% but it should have at least gave us an idea of like oh maybe it really did happen this way.
0: No, I here's the thing. Uh. I am actually not that mad at the idea of it not being resolved. Mm-hmm. Because I think they really wanted you to focus on her spiral.
1: Okay, but and then, that was lacking.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, I give you that. There thing, was okay. not enough to go on. There was she was just maybe teary-eyed here she was bitchy to like everybody mm-hmm. um and that was it and then she like killed somebody. my favorite part though was when she accidentally killed the producer and mm. she goes thanks for the drink bye <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah um but there's not anything that you're like the like there's no real dialogue there's no emoting they're like what it was so what i'm just watching this mm-hmm. really drab colored movie mm-hmm. drag on for an hour
1: yeah 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 um okay so um because i don't want to completely shit on this movie i will say the part that i really did like and i couldn't go into detail obviously because it's very spoiler uh detail I think when it, when it starts getting crazy, mm-hmm. like the final like 20 minutes, yeah, that's when it's like, alright this is what I want, yeah, this exactly. is what we want to do, mm-hmm. alright cool, now we're like fucking with a reality, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff like even like the part where um, the uh, director guy uh, what's his name, like Nathan Fox the Nathan Fox character mm-hmm. uh, Oh, Frederick, Frederick, Frederick North okay, played by Adrian uh, Schiller, I think that's his last name even like They start fucking with the idea of like, this might be like a snuff film or some shit like that. Like this person might actually be dead. That the Eden character,
0: Enid, yeah,
1: Enid character had like recognized as her sister the Alice Lee actress. When she thought that that might be her sister, she she even thought that maybe like Frederick North had some idea that maybe he even killed that girl or some shit or had a hand in killing the sister, right? Mm -hmm. So I was enjoying that because it was really like that scene where like uh the director is like telling the the lee like you know i want this emotion dude is like screaming at him mm-hmm. screaming at her that's when it, that's when i was just like all right i'm i'm for this i want this like this is like getting the whole thriller aspect of it now and yeah. shit like that um which sucks because it, it almost feels like almost like a different movie like a completely different movie when like that a happened.
0: better movie yeah <laughs> yeah like I, I I have
1: an idea that like the the writers and the 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 um, Anthony Fletcher and uh, Preno uh, Bailey Bond I have a feeling that like whoever came up with this idea I had a feeling like they they came up with the idea of the ending and try to work backwards.
0: But that's what I feel like too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird too how she's. Some of the things that she thinks don't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, she thought that the director had kidnapped her sister when they were younger. Yeah. I I could make that jump because it's a movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I don't understand is how she finds out that Alice Lee has reached her shelf life and automatically assumes that means she's going to be killed. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's I give you. I, I, you know, I didn't even think about that until you said it. Cause like when that when I'm hearing shelf, I'm like, why do you keep hearing saying shelf life? And I
0: think I mean, and it's shelf life like actresses. No, yeah, no, yeah. Like ice skaters, like Olympians. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and like models and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I, that's and that's a funny thing. Like when he said that, I was like, okay, he's meaning like she's no longer good as an actress or shouldn't be like in these roles or you know gonna push her along push her along another way or some shit right yeah and obviously the the lead there was like that miscommunication Mm -hmm. but there was no like
0: there wasn't even like a mental break
1: yeah there was no like representation of that miscommunication it was just more like wait what huh Uh," and then like (laughs) you're dead now like shit like that yeah
0: so I was kind of like okay um then the other thing is when she went to that trailer so she could try to meet up with the director or mm. like see Alice Lee, who she thinks is her sister.
1: Yeah, and she encounters the makeup artist, right? Yeah. Mm.
0: So the other person was already late. They didn't they never showed up.
2: <laughs> just they
0: just didn't show up. And then like they never got an inkling like they had her head shot. Mm-hmm. You don't get any inkling of like oh that's not her or like hey what's your name so I know I have the right person.
1: Yeah, or like hey so and so didn't show up so obviously we're going to expect somebody else or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: So that whole thing was kind of weird to me. Mm.
1: Okay, so the part so there so there's a so the interaction with the parents. Um which, you know, it, it happens only twice and stuff like that. Oh, actually, actually not that part. The part when she's in the theater. When she sees that, that Frederick North movie called, like, Don't Go in the Church or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, that scene, because I alluded to this earlier before the spoilers. That scene, that's when it started. There it, it, it was not enough of that. That scene, I believe, like, Neam Algar, like, could have, like, carried that on throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we're seeing, like, a little bit of that break of reality where she's, like, remembering stuff that she didn't remember for, like, years. Mm -hmm. And that, like, that was, like, that's what I feel like that was, like, the proper, not the proper moment, but that was actually emoting. Getting us into the mind of, like, this character. Right. And it sucks that, like, we got it there and like that's it
0: until the end <laughs>
1: until like the end where she's really fucking breaking right
0: i even think this movie would have been a little more interesting if like she had that that really strong minded facade that you see in the beginning mm. but she maybe has some i don't know like kinks or interests or something mm-hmm. that kind of let you know that she's maybe not all right like mm. she's got a real a pressure valve
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And maybe that could have been a little bit more psychological.
1: I think it's actually I think like that, and this and I, this is me stretching. I guess it's me making an excuse. I think like that display of like that pressure valve, was when she was like picking at her thumb, because mm. they they focus on that quite a few times. But I'll say within the same breath, I'll say like that wasn't enough.
0: I mean, I bite my nails. I bite the insides <laughs> I, of my cheek.
1: Yeah. I so I bite my nail too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I but I think like the director was trying to be like, no, this is like this is like the pressure veil. Like this is how we know it's getting intense because it was getting like bloodier and bloodier and bloodier. But it was like, You gotta get give, give us a little bit more. <laughs> you give us a little bit more, darling. <laughs> right, not a whole lot, just go a little further. It's go a little hard. This is your debut. Go hard. Go hard. Mm-hmm. Um So I was enjoying um like I said, I really like the visual, aid, the the visuals of it. That part where she like got where she got the Alice Lee character, and she was like, "No, you're my sister. You're my sister." And then we get that's when we get like the full like, "Oh, she fucking lost it." Mm-hmm. And it well actually before that she like axe that guy to death and everything, mm-hmm. which is pretty intense. But like, I think that kind of like really showed what could have been with this character if they just gave it enough breadcrumbs yeah to lead up to that exactly um there's even one part i really enjoyed when she was like driving in the car
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was like it, like it seemed like she was in a different reality when like her sister was like oh yay, you found me blah 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 and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but they were doing those quick edits yeah like super fast edits of like the girl like screaming in terror and yeah shit that, like that was good too exactly it's like like the last 20 th- the last 20, 23 minutes or whatever, it's like, okay, this is getting good. It's be- And it's getting better and better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Even to the end, you're like, okay,
0: all right, all right, all right. Where the fuck were you? <laughs> and we're like, oh, welcome to the movie with us. <laughs> We've been waiting for you.
1: <laughs> welcome to the movie uh, and credits.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um I really didn't like this movie. I'm sorry. That, that's fine. That's fine. Like, is it, like, I, I just got irritated. I, eh. I, I just, I had such a good. It has a good idea. I was mm-hmm. very excited about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't like disappointment. Okay. Uh,
1: okay. I will honestly say this is like. Oh, actually, okay. Before, before, before we, um, before you know, I have, I have my final say. And anything else, Kelsey wants to add? I actually want to ask Kelsey a question. And uh, for kind of like give a little bit more discussion. Um. What did you think the ending meant?
0: You mean when her parents were, like, with that girl, and the girl was, like, mm. asking their help?
1: Yeah, like that. But, like, remember, like, when the movie ended, like, it, like, cut to, like, a VHS, like, coming out of, out of a VCR. And it said censor.
0: Oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was her, um, her... Mental block, like, whatever was keeping her sane, Mm -hmm. broke.
1: Oh, it's just, like, gone. Like, that's it. So,
0: the movie came out. Like, the sensor came out. Mm -hmm. And that's it. She's done for.
1: Okay. You mean, like, mentally, like, she's, like, checked out? She's gone.
0: Like, no, not not checked out, but she's, like, not okay ever again. Oh, okay. I got you. Like, the sensor is gone. Like, whatever was keeping her from being crazy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. came out. It's gone.
1: You know what? (laughs) I... Now, now, you know, we, that, that you say that, you're like the sensor's gone. I'm thinking, okay, maybe like that amnesia or that selective memory is gone. So now she knows what happened. So why don't we see that? Oh, <laughs> I like. I don't know if there's a post credit scene. We like ended the movie. We we're like, all right, we're done. Fuck, it. don't I'm care if this post credit. <laughs> um, yeah, like that ending. Um, I actually have a theory. I, I mean, like it's just a theory or whatever. I actually think like what happened. We essentially just saw like a movie. Like we saw a movie within a movie. Like, you know how, like, they were saying, like, these nasty films or whatever?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There was, like, a sense of, like, realism to it. That at the point where, like, some people thought these movies were real mm-hmm. and shit like that. I think when this movie ended, it was, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, this was, like, within this world, this was a movie within this world. And that was, like, a real, like, snuff film that we just watched or some shit like that. Like, we're yeah. tra- like, the director's trying to put us in the mind of that world of, like, someone who just found this tape.
0: I kind of thought that, too, but mm-hmm. I, I'm... Kind of like when I have, you know, a say sensor. Mm, oh, okay. You know, I was like... No, I will say it. What? Pretentious.
1: Oh, pret- I think you say logistics.
0: <laughs> no. Uh-huh. N- no, this whole thing is a logistical nightmare. Okay. Um. No, it's pretentious. Like, my brain didn't want to believe that that's what they wanted to mm. say, so I went somewhere else with it. Oh, okay.
1: okay. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, like,
0: it's like, okay, that's been done before. No one gives a shit. Like... Mm yeah it just makes it weightier if it happened to this character not it, like, oh, like it was like another it, film yeah a like, film. like yeah like, like
1: it didn't matter it's, it's shit like that
0: yeah because that's the thing that you hate too and when it's like a whole dream of a movie or yeah yeah it's like, like that same thing
1: yeah i think like i think if it was done well that i'm like all right i'll take that if it's with if it's like somebody's mind like for example Actually, no, I can't say that movie because even if I say the title of the movie, I, I just spoil the entire movie. But like, there's a particular movie where like somebody, um, you know, finding out like something happens in somebody's mind,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and that and that kind of like, it, it to me, it kind of like opens the door of like, oh, this is a really fucked up movie, and I always like a movie that has like a really fucked up ending that kind of like psychologically fucks with you.
0: Me too.
1: And this movie, like, I think this movie tried to do it, but didn't do it so well because. We don't, get the, we don't get enough of those stepping stones.
0: No, and then when they did give us stepping stones at the end, they want to give us that VH tape that comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no.
1: <laughs> You're like, I'm not taking that step. No. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, another spoiler, spoiler question. What do you think happened to the sister?
0: I just think that something happened. She mm. got lost or something.
1: And they just never found the body.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I think they just didn't find the body. Like she got lost or something, mm. and uh, Enid's young mind probably ran away from her. Mm-hmm. Like this could happen. Like fucking my older daughter, how she gets when things are happening, and she like makes a bunch of scenarios up, mm-hmm. and to the point where she just couldn't remember what really happened or when's the last time she saw her and yeah. then, you know, just, it, that just wasn't good for her.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it, it, they don't, um, well, actually, now I think about it because uh, it, I don't know why it took me this long. Um, they don't even, I mean, like I said, they play with the idea that like she might have like had a hand in her sister's death and it might not have been as bloody as like an axe to the throat or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it seems like this character might have tendencies to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um
0: However, but they don't give you enough to know if she would or not.
1: Well, that's the thing. Because I remember when the parents were talking to her about, like, you know, we found you wondering. You didn't remember what happened, blah, blah, blah. They didn't say, like, oh, there was blood on your shirt or whatever. Yeah. So that so that kind of, like, throws out the idea of, like, maybe... she. I mean, she might have... I'm not saying she necessarily has to stab her. She could have like, pushed her off a cliff or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would actually have to say I go more on your side than maybe... Like, she disappeared or something like that. And I'll even add to maybe that she witnessed this and, like, she just, like, didn't want to, didn't know what to do and just zoned out.
0: Exactly. Went to,
1: like, a catatonic state or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then she just can't remember because she blocked it herself. Yeah. Um, she censored herself. Yeah, she censored herself. Um, I feel like... And I guess this is me making the leaps and bounds. I feel like the director was trying to say how you are one of these people who like censor whose job is to censor stuff and how that like that psychologically like fucked with you.
0: Maybe, but that's a very, very thin message. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I know. That's a, that's the thing I'm making like leaps and bounds. Because this kind of reminds me of uh, stories I've heard about people who work at Facebook, um, who work in like the censoring department and they have to watch hours upon hours of like horrific stuff that people will post Mm -hmm. like and i'm talking about like fucked up memes or something like that i'm talking about like people being murdered or like uh child rape or like something that's just so horrifying i saw
0: something one time that got through
1: (laughs) oh really Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i have seen stuff like that at, at at one of the uh uh what's it called uh commerce jobs i've had um I've had to do research in like Facebook groups and stuff like that, and I've seen shit like that that's gotten through, and they've gotten under and, it's, and it makes sense why they would do this. It's gone under the un, under the umbrella of like this is newsworthy, but you're seeing like
0: oh no, not the thing that I saw. Oh, I don't know if it wasn't news, uh-huh. but it was like a video of like some guy who was dead with like his dick in his mouth,
1: and that was like uncensored and all that. It shit? was
0: uncensored
1: yeah okay so yeah so people these people who work on facebook they they have to catch videos like that or pictures and like cut like take that off take that off take that off and i think that was like the direct so i I say this because i think maybe the director was trying to say that like how censoring stuff like that will fuck with your head because you see super violent stuff all the time Mm
2: -hmm.
1: however like i said if that was the director's attention she didn't do a very good job at at putting that together i'm sorry they the the Uh, bond and fletcher yeah they didn't do like a very good job like pointing that out
0: yeah i agree with that um i think it i think it had more to do with the things that you will imagine Mm -hmm. to try and cope Mm -hmm. and isolation because she was isolating herself yeah and she just so happened to have this job that wasn't good for her psyche yeah yeah so i don't really think it that like your message is the right one Mm -hmm. but honestly who fucking knows i honestly (laughs) think it has to do with someone's like spiral into madness because they can't cope with uh tragedy
1: yeah 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 gotcha gotcha um so all right so you said pretty much lackluster didn't really like it um, it
0: had cool elements. I'm not gonna say it didn't. Yeah, yeah. But it's not worth a second rewatch, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Yeah,
1: I okay. I would recommend it, but not to everybody. I would. I would have to put like a like a. What's like a warning? Like, if you like slow stuff that ramps up at the last 20 minutes, maybe, but like, it's gonna be slow as shit. That's that, that would be what I would have fun
0: finding that person. (laughs) Literally, most people don't like that,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I mean, because this is like a straight up genre film. I, and like I said, I, from the people, we
0: like genre films,
1: yeah. But there's, there's like, I mean, yeah, there's genre films, and then there's like certain genre films that's just like really not a visual like aid. the killing
0: of a sacred deer was really slow but you're like oh it's slow oh yeah well, you're you like i'm not sure if you're gonna like it and i'm uh, like actually i did because there was like a real level of tension the whole time
1: yeah yeah and
0: this one was just like not like that
1: yeah not that much tension just kind of just slowness
0: yeah i
1: gotcha yeah um yeah i wouldn't rewatch it i have the same thing here i wouldn't rewatch it i'm glad i watched it just to get it over with yeah
0: just to get the idea of like oh that's gonna be a great film out
1: yeah yeah yeah. um yeah i think that's it i think we said enough on this one yes (laughs) uh all right so what we got next
0: next we are going to do our variety time we are doing our fourth part of our berserk i don't know why i can't talk right now our berserk tribute review yes um so we did episodes 13 14 15 and 16
1: we're getting we're getting close we're getting close
0: to finishing it i know mm. um i feel like it's getting a lot better like it was getting mm-hmm. better the last time we talked mm. I was like, I feel like it's kind of starting to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. This time now, I'm like, okay, we finally are getting somewhere, yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. It's,
1: it's really like progressing forward and shit like that.
0: Like, Costco doesn't really hate Guts anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't hate Guts Guts. <laughs> she
1: doesn't hate Guts Guts. <laughs> look, look, Guts, I don't hate your Guts. Guts.
0: It sounds like I'm saying Gus Gus
1: Guska gus, or gus, gus.
0: <laughs> From Cinderella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, there's this whole storyline about her having her period and how, like, she can't walk. Yeah,
1: it's kind yeah, of like, yeah,
0: she's got to have some like this medical uh, crabs. No, shit. not even just like, uh-huh. you got to have a medical issue if you can't walk. Well,
1: it's medieval times, you know. Probably, it, you know. I imagine it's a lot worse back then than it is now.
0: Well, I, I mean, so I would have to say that <laughs> she hasn't had children. Yeah, yeah. And before I had my first child, mm. I literally would hurt so bad I'd throw up Ooh. and I'd be crying. So, like, I mean, it's possible, but obviously, mm. like, I actually had to take medication to help with the pain. Jesus. Okay. And like, you know, so yes, definitely, like a medical thing, right? Hmm. Mm um most people don't experience that mm. so well most people are not in animes <laughs> <laughs> um and then the whole hot and cold thing between Casca and Guts and I'm not talking about like hot and cold sexually because mm-hmm. that's still kind of non-existent between them mm-hmm. but like hot and cold as in like I'm gonna be friendly with you and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna hate you tomorrow yeah is like it's kind of getting old Oh okay. Like I know they're getting more warmer but like mm-hmm. she'll talk to him and he'll seem to understand her and then all of a sudden like mm-hmm. he's like you have to keep up. No one gives a shit if you're a woman. Mhm. Like
1: I think that was I think that was more of guts just like pushing her to like like get the fuck going. up. Yeah, keep going get the fuck up and everything. Cuz like yeah, th- like that part where um I think it was the episode the, su- the suicidal act when um guts is killing all those guys and stuff like mm-hmm. that he's like he's not like i think like the way how he's talking to her especially at that and during like in the middle of that battle
2: mm-hmm. i
1: think that was like him trying to be, have his guard like super up so not to be like you know run away they're gonna kill you or stuff like that mm-hmm. as to give um what's his name the the blue well knights uh
0: adon Korowitz.:
1: yeah adon Korowitz.
0: kaborowitz yeah
1: kaborowitz Cor- Cor- doesn't yeah, it doesn't give him any idea of like oh like we go after her, like right now You know, like, to kind of, like... To give up that facade of being just this deadly, badass type of guy. Yeah. Because he starts swinging at a sword. And there are plenty of parts where, like, his... his, um, Colbert's men are like, we shouldn't fight this guy because he's just killing us. Like, with each stroke, we're Mm -hmm. all dying. Yeah, Um, yeah, and I'll agree with you. I'll I'll definitely agree with you about, like, the pacing. How it's it's really moving forward now. Um, How we're getting... A better understanding of the relationship between Koska and Guts. Um, I think this is a really great part, and it's at it's at the end of the Conquer. No, it's at the end of the Campfire of Dreams, where um, Griffin finally shows up, and like Guts is like, he has his bandages. He's like taking, he's like being taken care of everything like that. And Koska goes to Griffin and it's just like, you know, sir, I, I apologize. I'll never le. le- uh, what's the, I'll never let you down again. You know, I'm. I'll be ready to fight, blah 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 blah. Like very formal, very soldier like. Mm-hmm. And how guts is like pushes her, like, bam, like go give him a fucking hug. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where we get like okay, cool, we get like that playfulness between the characters. Like that's how you can really see like they're really easing up together. Yeah. Um What did you think? One one part that I really like, it was in the Conqueror, the episode of the Conqueror. One part I really like is like that battle. Uh, for the uh, at the castle mm-hmm. I thought that battle was really cool mainly because Casca like gets her revenge on Kor- Korberwitz mm-hmm. like really fucks him up but how Guts Gut shows that he's not invincible where he's because um, he's been known to have this sword and just taking out people so easily
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he and there's that moment where his sword breaks yeah and, like, I've seen this episode before, but, like, after rewatching it, I was just like, oh, fuck, like, what the fuck happens here? Like, holy shit, I forgot. <laughs> you know? And there's, like, that badass scene where, uh, what's his name? Nasrotu like, throws a sword at him. <laughs> what?
0: It, for some reason. You really forgot that? I didn't. No, no, no. I remember that. Uh huh. Oh, but God. he wasn't in his, his demon form. So I was like, who is that? <laughs> is that his dad? It oh, look, my God. It looks like him, though,
1: See, but... See, it just goes to my theory. I think that's fucking guts from the future. Think it's guts from the future.
0: But then that's a paradox.
1: No, he just wants to make sure that things happen as, they, as they're supposed to.
0: Okay. You know, like how the thing... It's know, like the chicken or the egg. That's what I'm saying. Well, like,
1: things happen. Ha- things have happened in their course... And a person has to go back in time to make sure that things happen. I know time travel is all fucked up, but it's an anime. Fuck it. (laughs) It's a manga. Fuck it.
0: So what makes you think that it's his future self and not like somehow his dad or something? Huh. Mm, Because it looks like him.
1: Because that's the thing. There's been never any inkling that... The that these uh apostles from from what I remember from the anime and from, and from the manga, these from what I have seen, these apostles do not have um consensual relationships. And because Guts's mother was hung, so we had to think that like obviously something happened to her and she, like, you know, she got pregnant and everything like that. Something tells me that, like. Because, like, a lot of, like, for people who haven't read the manga, like, when they have, like, these apostles or these demons, like, raping these women, they don't rape them and then, like, leave. They rape them to, like, to death.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Nosferatu Zod doesn't come off as a person who's, like, who who's the... The... the, the, the To, um...
0: Wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. Huh? The wham-bam, thank you, ma'am.
1: Yeah, he's not the wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. He's, like, the wham-bam, you're dead. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, but... I wouldn't say that's probably something that happens every single time either.
1: Oh, I know, I know, but that's the thing. I like, I can't think of anything in the manga that has proven like that's shown me like otherwise, like even like. Um, I still think he's popping in my head. The, not the skull knight. Even the skull knight. I mm-hmm. mean, the skull knight doesn't do anything like, uh, like of that atro- that atrocious or anything. But his thing is like, I gotta kill like Nosferatu's I gotta like stop the apocalypse I gotta do this Mm -hmm. you know even though he's maybe like a good apostle Mm -hmm. he's not a loving apostle or anything like that you know um I get what you're saying because yeah he does like the same kind of like body structure and stuff like that plus like
0: like, when he meets him mm -hmm. when like when he's in in battle with him Mm
2: -hmm.
0: he didn't seem like he actually recognized him he was just like oh I've heard of you Mm mm-hmm I, so it would be more like okay, like I know what your what your weaknesses are, because mm-hmm. then he'd be fighting himself.
1: Yeah, but see, he doesn't kill himself.
0: <laughs> I think your theory is not a good yeah. one. It's like, like, it it's has a, a lot of holes.
1: No, no, like you know, I should probably like write a whole article, <laughs> just like go in and talk about it for like twenty minutes. <laughs> so anyway yeah that's no sp- back to where we're going there was no for are throwing the sword at
0: okay. <laughs> or you know I thought it was like a very big buff Goku
1: yeah Goku just shows up <laughs> Wow this battle is really going crazy let's throw my sword in there yeah
0: <laughs> not, not Goku it was the dad who's the dad Goku's Goku? is it Goten oh no
1: um, who's the
0: dad and who's the kid
1: oh my god there's Goku Gohan Goten. Those, the Goten and Gohan are the son. Goku is the dad. Okay. Because uh, the way
0: you said it right now, you sounded like a child.
1: That's what Goku sounds like. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? Uh, see, now I got this thought of like, what's Goku's dad's name? It's like fucking straight up forgetting Bardock. That's his name. His dad's name is Bardock. Anyway, all right, brain fart or whatever went in a different direction. But anyway, <laughs> um, so what did you think about what did you think about that reveal? About the the king of the castle they were trying to take over.
0: That he knew um, Griffith and, like... Mm. It was like he had him as a lover or something? Yeah, it's that
1: scene. Remember where Costco tells Guts, like, yeah, I saw Griffith with this guy? Yeah. And she was trying to make an excuse, like, maybe they were, like, thinking about strategy and stuff like that. And Griffith was like,
0: no, no, we had sex.
1: (laughs) We had sex. Um,
0: I'm actually really interested to know what exactly they had going on. Because it's just, like... (laughs) Cause it's hard to know from the king whether there was love or he owned him in a way.
1: Well, I I know the king. I would say the king had a sense of like love, and Griffith was just like, "No, I I was just using you." Yeah. Um, may I? That's the thing. I think that kind of goes to like Griffith's like strategizing, of like, all right. Uh, like i uh, and knowing and knowing how like a person thinks mm-hmm. like how he was able to kind of like decipher that like these two people had at hand in like trying to get me killed
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and how he same thing for that king he like knew that like this king probably had like a fetish for like young boys or some shit like that and griffin was like well, i'm a young boy so let me go ahead and make my move and shit like that to get that money
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i think it's so funny how um how that guy who's just like, oh, you know, of course, of course, Griffin would come back to me, you know, make sure you don't harm Griffin and stuff like that. And it was like, dude, because you want to get your dick wet, it's your fucking downfall. <laughs>
0: Isn't that always the problem?
1: That is always the problem with men. Our, we, our dicks our dicks. Get us in trouble. <laughs> I can tell you the stories that can get me on th- for days.
0: But, you know, like if you think about it in terms of like, ratios Mm -hmm. like logistically (laughs) okay okay it gets you in less trouble than it gives you fun and that's why
1: yeah that's right it's more fun than trouble and that's yeah
0: yeah (sighs) but when there's trouble there's trouble oh fuck have (laughs) i
1: ever dealt with that holy (laughs) shit anyway (laughs) back to back to berserk (laughs) um so that that I yeah I forgot that like episode the conquer episode is essentially like an an entire like battle episode.
0: Yeah, and I feel like the battles are getting harder, mm-hmm. and Casca has had like it feels almost like three episodes in a row where mm-hmm. she's just like, "Um, I almost drowned and I almost died. Oh, I have my period, I almost died." <laughs> like. Oh, oh, I got poisoned! I got poisoned by a poison arrow. I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Even like Gun, when in the previous episode where he he fought those hundred men and like
0: he had to have that special medicine to like heal. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that thing that I noticed in that episode where um, I uh, I can't remember the character who like gives him gives Oscar the powder. It's like, oh, it's like this special powder, like
0: Judah or something like that. It was
1: fairy powder.
0: I know. But that's here's the funny thing
1: in the in the manga fairy potter is what keeps him going really yeah he has because he he has a um guts has his little friend uh i think his name is puck Mm -hmm. and he's like a little fairy but like after battle like puck and like a couple other people they'll like heal up his wounds and stuff like that his battle his body's horribly scarred but yeah when i when that scene because i completely forgot that fairy dust scene when like he brings when she brings up the fairy dust i was like oh that's not a puck okay
0: but it's also really random too yeah, like of all the times super random that yeah. people have gotten injured yeah and this is the time he chooses to bring it out and he doesn't seem mortally wounded either
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: like he's been very wounded before like it mm-hmm. doesn't. okay sure yeah even the doctor
1: was just like yeah like i can't give you a mess and just like kick back and like you'll heal you'll heal just fine it's gonna take a bit of time yeah but it was just like no let a little bit of fairy dust you're on your feet within, within like two days
0: yeah because they had that big battle they had to do
1: yeah exactly um so damn if i was good i would have kept that fucking sword the one that zod threw at him
0: i i would have too
1: yeah I that sword shit yeah
0: plus now he's got to find a new one
1: i know I, i'm picturing like i'm picturing guts like throwing that sword on the side and then like zod is like it's kinda of creeping up.
0: Like, Alright, that's right, no, I, I picture more like he dropped the sword and he's like, fuck that sword, and he's like carrying Costca to see Griffith. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Okay, my hands are free now. I'm gonna go get that sword.
1: <laughs> I know. Comes back, oh, somebody took it. <laughs>
0: are going to do our geriatric cinematic of video drum.
2: Why did you watch it, Max? Business reasons. Sure. What about the other reasons? Max Wren is a victim. I woke up with a headache. He Most has time. been exposed to video drone. I've been
0: hallucinating for a while, ever since what? Since I first saw uh, video drone his brain is already receiving video images
2: i think that massive doses of video signal will ultimately produce and control hallucination to the point that it will change human reality Soon, his visions will coalesce and become uncontrollable flesh. Videodrome is seducing Max Wren. Please, come to me now. Come to Nikki. And Max Wren can do nothing to stop it. What makes you think I need help? None of our test subjects has returned to normality. Television can change your mind. Videodrome will change your body.
0: This film came out in 1983, and the synopsis is a programmer at a TV station that specializes in adult entertainment searches for the producers of a dangerous and bizarre broadcast. Directed and written by David Cronenberg, it stars James Woods, Debbie Harry, Sonia Smits, and Peter Dvorsky.
1: Dvorsky! Dvorsky! <laughs> All right, so.
0: divorcey your ass.
1: L- Lucky for you, we're not married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't know. You should, His last you, name is funny.
1: You should have said that. Well, you couldn't have said it, but it have been funny if you said that to, uh, to your ex husband. I wanted to divorcey your ass. <laughs> You'd be like what? <laughs> Say divorce, weirdo. <laughs> um, so yeah, David Cronenberg's video, Jerome. This is one of actually one of old David Cronenberg's old films that I never watched. Um, I I don't know why I never I think because like it was kind of harder to come by, um, and he like really like leans into like the body horror. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe because it looked a little bit too grotesque. Even though I like I love The Fly. I don't know why this one looked a little too grotesque for me. Maybe because it was more.
0: This one's more sexualized.
1: Y- yeah. It's it's more sexualized, trust me, it's not as sexualized as like Crash, but I think it was more because of the flesh tone-ish, maybe. Or I maybe
0: mean? because of the hand.
1: Yeah, I think maybe that was like very off-putting for me. Maybe that's why I was kinda of avoiding this movie.
0: <laughs> for some reason, mm-hmm. this song makes me I mean this song. This film and some of the scenes with like the throbbing TV
1: mm-hmm.
0: make me think of Enigma
1: enigma what's that
0: a, a band from like the 80s and 90s okay where they have like sexualized like church music
1: oh oh okay, yeah i know what you're talking about yeah like it's like
0: oh it's man. like oh <laughs> 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 because like it makes you feel uncomfortable but you don't really know why
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it's not like i'm not into throbbing tvs like oh i hope you know? not <laughs> like it shouldn't make you feel weird but it does
2: oh yeah like yeah. the
0: same way that that song when i was a kid would make me feel weird and i never knew why really yeah <laughs> Oh, I'll be like, what the fuck? And <laughs> me and my brother were talking about it. Um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before he was over. Uh-huh. And like we were talking about that song. He's like, I love that song, even though like it always made me feel weird too. Like we were talking about it. Like yeah, it does. It's not even in English. <laughs> we don't even understand it. But
1: probably like you know, singing about groceries or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> um. So okay. So yeah, uh, Kelsey has. Kelsey has more of an understanding of a Cronenberg film. I know I showed you The Fly, and we've seen Rabbit. No, Rabbit. Uh, R-A-B-I-D. That's the one with the, like, the vagina and the like
0: in the armpit, armpit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it
1: No, I have to show you Scanners. Okay, I saw you like, a little bit of Scanners, didn't I? Uh,
0: if you did, it was maybe a cool scene that you wanted to show me. Okay.
1: Um, so, yeah, Kelsey has more of an idea of like of what, what to expect with a Cronenberg film. <laughs> um, so, what did you think of this movie? I liked it. Liked it?
0: hmm Yes. Yeah. I even like that weird feeling that it gives you. Like,
1: I think that's like the. I think that's what Cronenberg is trying to do to give you that weird like, should I be turned on or should I not be turned on? Like, what's, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> it's makes my body feel itchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what did you think of the performance in in this movie?
0: Um, I liked the performances. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have an issue with any of them. Mm. Um, I think. Debbie Harry was a little interesting.
1: I think it's funny how we just inadvertently picked another Debbie Debbie Harry movie after we did hairspray.
0: (laughs) And she was in something else too that we saw.
1: Debbie Debbie Harry?
0: Maybe not. Maybe I'm like, oh yeah, she was in this film. (laughs) (laughs) And i am just ping pong back and forth. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um Yeah, I I kind of found her role interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have anything to say about their acting, per se, but mm. I don't know. You don't know? I don't, I don't have anything to really pick out about any of it, really. Okay, all right. I, I think it more had to do with story and visuals. And, okay, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, because this,
1: this movie's not really known for, like, oh, great performances by James Wood. It's more known about, like, the, the story, which it's trying to say, and, like, the visuals, because the visuals are, like in fucking tense you know Mm -hmm. like there's that scene where like the tv's like like you say it's pulsing it's just like and
0: the more you see it every time you see it it's pulsing even more
1: yeah yeah exactly even like that part where uh
0: or he's like putting his face into the the screen and it's like enveloping his face yeah that's a very
1: like iconic scene that's a very iconic scene yeah um so the uh so what do you think of the, the visuals with this movie
0: um
1: that ends the directing. Let's just go ahead and punch that up.
0: Yeah, um, I liked the the visuals. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would be curious to find out how they got some of the the visuals.
1: Yeah, this I I, I haven't seen any of the behind the scenes stuff, but I would imagine the behind the shit scenes stuff is fucking great
0: to look at. Mhm. Because the TV is like to me the most interesting part mm-hmm. because of how many like moving parts there are i i know that it sounds funny because it's not like an animatronic like dinosaur mm. or like like a big monster that they had to make mm.
1: um it's just something so weird and out of play you're it, just like, it is what? Like, like
0: how did you make that yeah. And like i'd be kind of scared of it in real life because mm. i feel like it has to have like like I think there's a cat snoring.
1: Yeah, one of the cats is snoring, I think it's patches.
0: I thought there was a kid talking but what? <laughs> um It moves in certain ways mm-hmm. that like I would be afraid like it would suck me in or something. I don't know. Mm. Like I know that's not true, but I have a fear of like like machinery. Mm-hmm and you can't see what's going on inside of the thing mm. because it's covered up. Yeah. But, like, if you touch it on the top, like, what are you going to feel? Like, Oh, yeah. Ew, yeah. You it's know? Like, or if you touch it on the screen part, like, uh, what are you going to feel? Yeah,
1: yeah. That'd be totally weird if you're, like, especially, like, because these TV are... It's, it's the 80s, so it's, like, that wooden TV. That big box set. Yeah, it would be weird if you're, like, if it's pulsating you're, like, touching, so you're feeling, like, pulsing wood, which is something that shouldn't happen at all. You're just, like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um there's that and then that whole thing that every time he is holding the the gun mm-hmm. it looks beefier and beefier
1: Yeah, it's like becoming like part of him and shit like that.
0: But it's weird because it makes you it's so veiny. It, it my mind, I don't know if maybe I'm just dirty, but it like it made me think of like a throbbing penis.
1: And many many it has been known that like men see they, they the gun is the extension of their penis. Yeah. And I think, like, that was definitely, like, what Cronenberg was trying to say with that.
0: Probably. Um, but based on that by itself, mm. like, I felt a little violated by that gun.
1: Really? A little bit. Oh, shit. Like, okay. especially
0: towards the end. I'm like, okay, I don't want to see that
1: anymore. <laughs> like, it's violating your eyesight. It's
0: violating my brain. Like, uh-huh. like, you already feel uncomfortable in a certain way watching parts of this film. hmm but you're okay with that mm. but when you're already uncomfortable and then you continuously see this like really veiny thing mm. like it does start to feel like it's crossing a line oh yeah um kind of like when there's like a rape scene and it's like a little too realistic and it mm. goes on too long like yeah. the hills have eyes
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: like i couldn't like it's not as physical as that and it's really hard to explain mm. for videodrome but it's still there.
1: No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay, so then let's go on the story. What did you think of the story?
0: I thought the story was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I say good a lot when I'm put on the spot, I realized. Okay. But this film is really interesting mm-hmm. because it kinda gives you an idea that TV can control you.
1: Mm-hmm um it's like it really it really fucks with the idea that like tv is like
0: it's gonna bend the lines of reality
1: yeah and like tv's like the the new drug the new addiction and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like there's even that scene where james woods um goes to like i think it's called like the oblivion institute or some shit like that and he he's gonna talk to like um bianca oblivion trying to find his father and like she has essentially like uh, like homeless people and like vagabond uh, vagabonds and stuff like that, um, for like test subjects and shit like that to watch like hours and hours and hours of TV. It's like saying, "Hey, we got heroin. Try this new heroin, mm-hmm. and let's see how like you react to it and shit like that." Which I think I think it's 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 subtle but like very on the point. Like mm-hmm. this is about like drug addiction in the form of like television.
0: Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention mm-hmm. when we were talking about like visuals mm-hmm. he has that like opening in his stomach
1: that that essentially that vagina yeah in stomach.
0: and it was funny because there was like a um, a scene where he had a gun mm-hmm. and i was like he's gonna put that gun in there <laughs> but he didn't he hit it somewhere mm. and then later in another scene he put the gun in there and then he was like oh shit where'd the gun go yeah, and he couldn't find in, it
1: it went inside his vagina belly <laughs> slipped right in
0: yeah so like i thought that was to me kind of even more a little more intimate because Mm. you're like you're putting things inside of you in that way Mm
1: -hmm. i i thought it was actually pretty funny like how (laughs) how he actually like weaponized that vagina (laughs) like that dude um what's the cat's name oh i think it's peter trevetsky the guy who played harlan i think that's the guy um yeah, 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 Harlan. How Harlan is going to
0: The Gaming?
1: Yeah, Dvorsky. Yeah, sorry. Um how the Harlan character like has like another assignment for um James Wood's character mm-hmm. and he's going to put that tape inside of him. and or I'm sorry, that Betamax. Let's get it, let's get it right. It's Betamax.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um and how like <laughs> the James Wood character his like vagina is like Holds on to him, and then he pulls out the arm. It's, like, all bloody and stumpy and stuff like that. He's like, I've just weaponized my
0: vagina. Yeah.
1: Which <laughs> is gross, but it was great.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what all men want. Ew, hell no.
1: What the <laughs> fuck? Ew. Damn, God, no. Wait, whoa. Wait, hold on. I just... Okay, so I just, I just looked up an actress, Lynn Gorman. That's the one who... Uh, who was the video producer that he asked that the Max character was like, hey, I need you to find me like Videodrome and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, on, her, I just like popped up her IMDb page. It said, known for Videodrome. The next movie, she's known for The Nutcracker Prince. I was <laughs> like, whoa, that's a diverse <laughs> resume. Uh, so, with, um, with, uh the way how video drone played out, um, what what's what's your interpretation of the message? What they were trying to say?
0: Oh, I think I said already that it's definitely like it's like a blending of oh. reality. Like TV mm. can affect your perception of reality. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, and
0: then you want more of it? Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 so weird because like. Not that it's so weird, but it's just like how that Max character, he's like, he wants more. He wants something real. And he finds that in a television.
0: And it's fake.
1: Yeah, and it's fake. Yeah, and, it, and it's
0: fake.
1: The, some of the video drama is fake? Yeah. You think it was fake?
0: No, no, no. The, that room, oh, the oh. room is real, but mm-hmm. they said that they made those things mm-hmm. to like. It was almost like a, like a medicine in a way to get him hooked. Okay. But it was, he, they were you know like like Debbie Harry's character was fake. Mm. You know. Oh,
1: what I mean? okay. I get you. That. So I like get you it saying. wasn't
0: it wasn't what they were painting it to be.
1: Oh, okay. I get you. I get you. I get you. Okay. So speaking. of... Okay. So painting what it what it was uh, not meant to be. Um. So there. I, I tried to, like, really, like, look. Because I heard, suppose, there was, like, alternate endings to this movie, right? Um, so, there was an epilogue that was planned, but it was never filmed. In it, uh, Max Wren and Bianca... Max Wren, Bianca Oblivion, and Nikki Brand appear on the set of Video drone, which essentially is that room. That room that I heard, supposedly, like, the red... Like, the red walls was actually supposed to be, like, blood. Like, mm. that room was... So many people die, it's just covered in blood. Uh, Bianca... <clears throat> sorry. Bianca and Nikki are shown to have chest slits, vaginas of their own, from which emerge a mutated sex organs. This concept was also used as in one of Cronenberg's earlier films, Rabbit. Um, the scene was scrapped along with many others due to cost overruns, bad timing. Debbie Harry had a stomach flu. James Wood was not available, and the sheer difficulty of executing such a special effects scene. Uh, a number of other ambitious special effects sequences were also dropped. Um,
0: I think it did just fine without any of that. Yeah,
1: with that ending, like just kind of like what he says, and like, boom, that's like the end of the movie. Cronenberg mm-hmm. um, uh, said during an interview uh, with, uh, it was on this article I found on Criterion.com. Uh, the article's titled Medium. Cruel Reflections on Videodrome is published in 2010. Cronenberg decided his original version of the of the ending as follows: After the suicide, Max, you know, Max ends up on the Videodrome set with Nikki hugging and kissing, and neat, uh, um, neat like stuff. Neat
0: stuff like that. Yeah,
1: neat stuff like that. Uh, a happy ending? He has. Well, it's my version of a happy ending. Boy meets girl on the Videodrome set with a clay wall, maybe covered in blood, but I'm not sure. Freudian rebirth immer- uh, imagery pure and simple um so the ending that we saw with uh james wood like blowing his brains out Mm -hmm. uh, or supposedly blowing his brains out that was actually like james wood's that was his idea for the ending and they like stuck with it Mm -hmm. so what do you think um what do you think that ending meant where he just like shot himself well yeah because remember there's a debbie harry character and she's just like She's like, you're ready to move on to the next level. Your body has already been like changing, so like it's time to like leave this motor coil and like move to the next level. I
0: don't think there's anything real deep about it, mm-hmm. except like he thought he was doing something great, mm-hmm. and he essentially just killed himself.
1: Really? Okay.
0: I don't think there's another level.
1: It's the, I think there is another. I, I think there was another level because of how the Debbie Harry character was like there, and then how she was in Videodrome. Um. Actually, okay. So I'm 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 actually making two arguments. Make two separate arguments, right? One argument is to say that like he did move on to the next level. David Harry was like was like the one to bring him in to the next level, right? Um. But the, another argument I will say is that that it was all in his head. That like the the Bianca Oblivion character was like using him and knew how to use him because remember there's that part where he goes after her and she pulls that TV and like Debbie, ha- Debbie Harry's there um the Nikki Nikki Brand character is there mm-hmm. and like use that against him to be like we need to go kill this guy now this we got we you need to go kill this competition
0: right so that's the thing mm. that's why i like you're like oh you don't think video drum is real mm. I think it is. Yeah. But I think that they're using different Betamax to like program him a certain
1: mm, way. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I don't think that was enough for him to not do the thing that mm. he was meant to do. Mm. But like maybe he like was. But he, maybe he's strong enough to like put it off for a little bit. Yeah. So and he the- was supposed to kill her, but then she's like, no, like this is your real thing and so she weaponizes him Mm. to go after those other people yeah okay but they had already put another program in him to kill her and i really think it was like like a a a message from like in bond when he would get something and then it's gonna self-destruct
1: oh yeah yeah oh okay i get you i I feel
0: like he was meant to self-destruct after
1: okay okay
0: yeah, cause maybe he was like a test, right? He was a test.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah, he's like, the, let's let's test this subject, see if we can like get him to kill somebody, and like it kind of. And this is like Video Drone maybe doing this, and it kind of backfired on Video Drone because, maybe the, like the Oblivion Institute kind of saw this coming mm-hmm. and was like, oh, let's turn this shit around because we, cause, you know, our my father, you basically
0: know, created it.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll lean on to yours more. Yours, yeah, yours, yours is better. Mine's crap mine's great,
0: as per the usual
1: yeah not my berserker idea but a uh, berserker idea but you know whatever no
0: your berserk idea is trash
1: no no it's great it's brilliant it's fucking brilliant <laughs> makes sense paradox <laughs> fuck them they don't exist <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so we haven't done this for a while and I just thought about it I was like we gotta do this um, so this is when this is when we asked um, that scene where James Wood says uh, long live the flesh
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's a very iconic scene I've actually heard people use that term before, like, long live the flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think it's iconic, or do you think it's ironic?
0: I think it's weird. Mm-hmm. I, for it to be iconic... for Okay, if I'm going to say it's ironic, that mm. would mean I think it's trash, and I don't.
1: Mm-hmm. Or maybe like maybe it doesn't hold value like. To it it just doesn't
0: hold value for me. Mm, okay, okay. Like I'm just kind of like, it's something cool to say, but like, for how I feel like that and what the, what I feel like that ending means. Mm. Um. It kind of almost would devalue anything that that would mean because he's dying. Like, yeah. He killed himself. Yeah. So the flesh didn't live. <laughs> so.
1: The new flesh didn't live. Yeah. Um okay. maybe, or
0: maybe he means like the TV, you know the T V is the new flesh.
1: Okay, so So like
0: the new reality?
1: Okay, so then that's that's and I was gonna say that that's what I think that scene is still iconic mm-hmm. because I think that line and I said the line wrong, it's it's actually it's the the entire line is Death to Videodrome, Long Live the New Flesh. Um with that, I think it's honestly it's iconic because it can be Taken apart so in so many different ways, so many inter- interpretations mm-hmm. of like the new flesh, the new fad, the new thing, the new obsession, the new drug, the new political idea, the new religion. Like, I think, I think that I think that word kind of like gives that that's that scene cloud of like, oh, you can you can apply this to anything.
0: I actually had had a little extra thought about it. Okay, so actually, I think it's iconic mm-hmm. because. VideoDrome, if you think about it, VideoDrome is the first reality TV. Okay. Like in that world.
1: Yeah, the first like real reality TV. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm. If you think about MTV mm-hmm. and like how it caught on to like mm. True TV and mm. like Discovery and like all of these like Naked and Afraid and like all of these things, mm-hmm. it starts to take on a life of its own. That's true. Yeah. I mean,
1: we I I. Um, like the, the first the first actually like uh evidence of like reality t v happened like in the late seventies it was like but it was like this it was like this failed production or whatever, so obviously it didn't take off mm-hmm. um so yeah, I think because like with m t v even though it was like music television, we had like the real world and we had road rules mm-hmm. and that kind of like when the real world came out, I remember when it came out, everybody was watching yeah. it. You know, then you
0: got Survivor, Big Brother, yeah,
1: uh, American Race, uh, Biggest Loser,
0: America's Next Top Model,
1: ba- yeah, the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, and everything. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Isn't there like
1: isn't there like literally a channel called like Real TV or some shit like that? Or was that was that Real TV turned to True TV?
0: No, True TV. <laughs> that's the thing; these networks keep changing names. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. So, yeah, True TV used to be something else. It used to be Court TV.
1: Is to be Court TV?
0: Yeah, which was like, still like ID, like.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking. I must be. Th- I'm thinking about a, a different program. Um, I
0: think you mean like a like T V exists.
1: Isn't WeTV a women's TV or something like no, that? No, that's OWN. No, that's oh, that's the Oprah Oprah Winfrey Network.
0: Yeah, but they would have like a lot of women's stuff on there. No, no there used to
1: be something called like WeTV. I remember mm. there was a T V uh we tv yeah it was a it was a channel called uh we tv it was a television channel i remember that
0: it's still on we tv yeah
1: yeah so why do you say own? why do you bring up own?
0: so we tv was for women
1: yeah we tv was for women and then oh o- oprah was like i do want my own network yeah oh. she did her own network um but to, to, but to go off on what you're saying about uh like the reality like reality t v and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah, there was like what there's cops there was there was a shitty show Cheaters that people thought was real
0: there was a show that I'm ashamed that I loved mm-hmm. there's a show that I, I i actually like I'm ashamed that I loved it was on like what channel was it on it wasn't spike uh. Uh-huh. It was something else, but what, it was
1: like Was it like a thousand ways to die or something like that? No, I
0: liked that show. <laughs> that
1: show's so stupid.
0: <laughs> um, there was a show about like repo men.
1: Okay. I think I remember about that it, show. It was
0: called like Lizard Lick towing or some shit.
1: Lizard lick towing?
0: Yeah, and I was like that was the thing The when I realized like my bubble burst and I was like, Oh shit, this is not real. Yeah, it was Fuck. called
1: Lizard Lick Towing. Yeah, a reality show. You say it wasn't real?
0: No, it's not real. <laughs> and I thought it was because, like, mm. at the time, I didn't understand. Mm. And then when I realized it wasn't, I got so sad. Why? Because nothing would entertain me anymore because Uh-oh. I knew it was fake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know what? Okay. So then, it it like it leads more. It, okay. So the discussion that we're having about reality TV, it kind of, it really leads into like how. Videodrome was kind of like way ahead of its time mm-hmm. because of how like
0: well when did wrestling come out? Wrestling is also reality t v
1: yeah but but that's the thing even with wrestling, you have an idea of like this is theatric like you, it's scripted yeah this is this is the heel, this is the uh what is it there's heel and toe right that that's the terminology yeah, I think so. Yeah, here's the good guy. Here's the bad guy. Here's the fight for justice. Here's the fight for tyranny, or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was still like a level of like operatic kind of like status when it comes to uh, wrestling. But I think with reality TV, it was like it, it. and that's the thing with reality TV. It they still try to push the idea of like this is reality TV. This is real life and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, like you said, that lizard lick towing was like fake. Yeah, a lot of the stuff on Bachelor and Bachelorette. Fake. Yeah. Um uh there there's this great article I I've, I've come across several times. It's about like those home makeover shows uh-huh. and how like they're full of shit and how like they really don't fix anything or they make things worse. Yeah. Um do you remember that show uh Pit My Ride?
0: Oh yeah, and it actually started off I think more real, but mm-hmm. it got more and more ridiculous as time went on to yeah. the point where like they were just fucking everything up
1: yeah there was I I, I come up I came across this article of how how pit my right was completely like all bullshit mm-hmm. that like these people would they would just answer like a casting call and they'd be like oh yeah let's fix my like go do this to my car and most of the time like the stuff that they did to the car it was not drive it was not legally drivable or like it was or it just wouldn't work more. yeah it just wouldn't work you know they, they needed to work for like that shot or whatever yeah um so because we went on a way off tangent. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's related.
1: Yeah, it's totally related. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so what's your say on on um what's your say on Death to Videodrome Long Live the Flesh. Uh Long Live the New Flesh scene. You think it's iconic or ironic? Iconic. Iconic. Fully agree. I think it's iconic as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. Yes.
1: Um
0: Anything
1: else? No. Oh. <laughs> My God, I forgot that's the key question <laughs> to Kelsey. Do you think this movie still holds up? Yes, I fully agree with that. Um, this is one of those. You
0: haven't seen it either, so you know I gotta ask mm-hmm. you too. Do you think it holds up?
1: I Fully agree with that, and here's why: it's because there's so much practical effects. Practical effects, if it's done right, it never ages. It looks, it still looks fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think that's why so many people like. Still love John Carpenter's the thing. I'm one of them. I love the thing. I think the effects still hold up. That's one of the things that's missing a lot in these current films is they don't really do practical effects because it's so much cheaper just to like CGI it. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, Except you know when it comes to the mustache.
1: (sighs) Fuck. Zack Snyder. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I like I said, I think it still holds up because. I mean, yeah, the acting's not really like phenomenal, but it's like the story and the visuals, and the story is still relevant to this day, you know, the the new flesh, the new drug, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a new addiction, um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's still great. I still love. it. I don't know. I don't know I'll say it right now, I still love this movie, even though I watched it once. I know I'll love it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright, is that it? We done. Kelsey, give him a thumbs up because it's,
0: it's hot. So it's I'm hot like, in here. I'm like leaning back in my chair so I can touch less of my own body.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hot. Like, we don't have the fan on. We have a fan on, but it's like in the distance. It doesn't and, do shit. You know, shit.
0: you can keep hearing it. Oh,
1: yeah, so that's going to be it for our show for this week. Um, we would like to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, we especially like to thank the people over at Your Entertainment Corner. Uh, for hosting this podcast on their website um, where our lovely co-host Kelsey Loiselle writes for. Uh, you can find all your film and TV and review news, everything like that on your entertainment, your entertainment corner.com. Um, you can find myself on screen geek. I just recently did a review for like the Sparks brother documentary and um, I'll have it back on there, doing more reviews and articles and stuff like that. It's summertime, so I got I got time on my hands now. Um, you can find this episode on, and all past episode on all podcast catchers. Not gonna say the names anymore. <laughs> Kelsey pointed. out, I'm like, you know what? You can find our shit everywhere. It's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, like if
0: you're listening to it now, yeah. you found it. <laughs> yeah, you found it. You're good.
1: You're good. <laughs> um. So. Please join us for next week's episode, because our recent review is going to be uh, Fast and Furious 9, or F9, however you want to say it.
0: You know, the key that doesn't do anything on your
1: keyboard. <laughs> exactly. What is that? What,
0: what the fuck does that key do?
1: What? Aha! No, mine has a purpose. It's the back button. <clears throat>
2: yeah!
0: <laughs> like, F10 on mine has print screen, and F8 has something with a, like a laptop and a bigger screen behind it.
1: Mm. But F oh that's probably like the picture in pin, picture in picture screen or some Maybe, shit. Maybe,
0: but the F nine is blank.
1: Yeah, but the F nine we're gonna be talking about is, <laughs> is the one about family and cars and fuck physics and all that shit.
0: Yeah, that's what F nine is. Is like fuck physics to the ninth power.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna use. We're gonna use that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Um, so that is that will be released uh, in theaters on June the 25th. Um, if you don't feel safe enough to go to the theater, you know, don't, don't do that. You know, be safe and everything like that. We're going to head to the theater and check it out because we. Was that supposed to
0: come out last year? It
1: was supposed to come out earlier this year. No, it was, supposed to come, it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we were looking forward to this movie for a very long time and it's just going to be ridiculous shit. Um, so, with that, our geriatric cinematic is going to be uh, Repo Man. Um. Actually, look at the year.
0: Legend like towing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the 1984 film Repo Man. That's what we are going to be doing for a Jerry Edge Cinematic. Um, that is available to rent on iTunes, YouTube TV, Prime Video, or other VODs. Uh, the topic for next week is what the fuck is going on? Mm hmm. Just. I, there's
0: think, a- I think they still have Airplane Repo playing.
1: What, what do you mean? Like
0: As a TV show. For, oh, I've
1: heard about it. Oh, my God. They they a reality show on fucking everything. <laughs> just everything. Here's a reality Oh, I, I'm just about to say, like, why don't they have a reality show about podcasting? Oh, wait, they do do that. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So that, that is going to be it for our show for this week. We want to um, make sure everybody, you know, wash up, take the vaccine, everything. We're almost beating it. Come on. We got to get that 70%. Let's get that 70%. Let's do it. We're not going to do I it thought 100%
0: people. was the thing that you could get. Hey, that, you hey. know, you're not happy with anything lower.
1: Look. Look. Look.
0: That's Shut just in up. college? Oh yeah, this is in college. This is for
1: school. <laughs> At school I got to have 100 I'm so annoyed. I got my I got my percentage grades. They're like They're like above 95%. They're like 96, 97% and I'm so annoyed by that. <laughs> Because I want
0: that 100%. I have created a monster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking me years ago I would have been like, oh shit, I got a D. That's passing. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, I get an A++. Like I'm just. <laughs> I, I should stop. I should stop. Because this last semester almost like fucking killed me. I was like losing it. Um, but besides, that's beside the point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the point is. I'm leave you guys with a nice little story. Um, so, I had a buddy of mine. Um, he was dating this girl. And this girl in school was known... It was rumors going around that she was a little too close to her cousin. You know, what's the term? Kissing cousins or something like that? Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, it's high school. It's just rumors. Don't care. Whatever. You know, my friend liked her. Cool. Didn't care. So, buddy and I... Uh, we're going to his girlfriend's place because he wants to go see her, and go through the door, and immediately she's like, in the living room, like we, my friend knows her, she's crying, she's just bawling, and you know, of course he's like consoling, like people's not wrong and everything, and she tells him, "I'm pregnant," and he's stepping, he's taken aback by this, he's like, "Holy shit!" and then she says, "And I don't know if it's yours." And it's a double shock. I'm like, holy shit. So then he asks her, well, who, who else could it be? And at that moment, her, uh, her cousin comes through the door. <laughs> so I look at her. I look at the cousin. I look at my friend. My friend sees me looking at him. And I just watched video drone Because the next words that came out of my mouth was... You'll forgive me if I don't stay around to watch. I just can't cope with the freaky stuff.